0: Hello, welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. This is Michael Litchens, your editor and host at catholicexchange.com. Today, I'm actually hosting an episode. Thank you all for entertaining Father Looney, or letting him entertain you, rather. It was great for Father Looney to join us. I'm really excited about today's episode, though, because this might be one of my favorite people, as well as among my favorite guests. He's been on our podcast a couple times. I'm talking about, of course, Mr. Al Smith. He's the founding director of the archbishop scene society in canada uh, he also his help put together several anthologies this started years ago when he created the anthology the cries of jesus from the cross which is a collection of his homilies his writings including his homilies about the seven last words of jesus it is essential lent reading and of course, there's also Lord Teach Us to Pray, which is about Fulton Sheen's writings and homilies about prayer. And this here, we have the Book of the Sacraments. That is Archbishop Sheen's full undertaking of all the sacraments, including his best book, in my opinion, for building a happy life called Three to Get Married. If you can't tell, we're huge fans of Fulton Sheen on this podcast and a Catholic exchange in general. I model a lot of what I do after his work. His desire to reach people with kindness, but also to impart on them as much knowledge as he could in the ten minutes he would have to talk to you. It's something we try to do here every day at Catholic Exchange, and Fulton Sheen's one of the saints I have in my little litany. Along with John Bosco, who of course is the patron of editors, as well as street magicians and school teachers, which makes perfect sense to me. But Fulton Sheen is someone, if you don't know anything about him, this podcast is a great start, because my first question to him is why do we keep coming back to him after so many years after he had passed away 1979 was when he died and yet there are people like me who are younger than that who don't remember him being alive and we keep coming back to him uh my grandfather my grandmother my mother were always my grandmother the exception but otherwise the rest of my family is not very devout i'll watch fulton sheen i even was listening to a secular podcast that mentioned his name and asked how much better televangelism would be if it was all done like Fulton Sheen did it and so this podcast is for all of you who might have some familiarity with him but check out the show notes I'm going to include some articles so you can get to know the great venerable Fulton J. Sheen and if like me add him into your personal inspirations and heroes but with that I'm going to go with to Al Smith here we recorded this podcast last week He's got some great programs coming up. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, strong opinions, objections, whatever it might be, editor at CatholicExchange.com, editor at CatholicExchange.com, and check the show notes for more information about Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Now let's start the interview. All right. As you all heard in my introduction, I'm here with Mr. Al Smith, the Pipe Padre, as we like to call him. And so, Al, let me ask you, just right off the back, there's a lot of books on the sacraments. Why do we come back to Fulton Sheen, who's been gone away from us for several decades now? Well, I like to
1: say that he uh, left us a lot of good maps. And, uh, you know, we always think uh, when I'm lost, I need a map. And uh, I tell you, Fulton Sheen Wrote many maps, and uh, you know, you look at his uh, his body of work. He wrote sixty six books, and uh, again, he was a great teacher, both at uh, the university level, teaching at the Catholic University of America, and of course, his teaching on radio and television. So, um, you know, he taught about many subjects, and including the subjects of the sacraments. And so, uh, when you think about all the books that are out there especially on the sacraments, uh, who better to go to than a bishop whose mission his again, his sacramental anointing or grace that he received uh, when he received holy orders, but especially when he was consecrated as a bishop, uh, he's commissioned to do this. So uh, who better to go to than a bishop? Uh, to learn about the sacraments. So I think this is why so many people go back to his writings, uh, because they've been, uh, well, i like to say pre-approved. You know, when Fulton Sheen, his cause for canonization was opened, what um, the Diocese of Peoria had to do was they had to ship over to the Vatican every book he ever wrote, every uh, audio recording they could find, Uh, also copies of his television shows and send it over to the Vatican for them to... do a little bit of scrutiny, to comb through his body of work to see that there was no error. And uh, they couldn't find any. So I always like to say his material is pre-approved. It's um, free from error. And, um, you know, all of his books had, um, you know, all the imprimaturs and, um, you know, all the the church approval uh, on them. And so, um, again, they're trusted documents. They really are. So um, there's not I think gray here, it's it's black and white. So uh, who better to go to than a trusted name such as Fulton Sheen? So uh, that's why I think we keep coming back to his writings. And uh, so many people have enjoyed them for many, many years now. Um, you know, my, par- my parents talk about reading Uh, Fulton Sheen books. And my grandparents talk about reading Fulton Sheen books. And I've been telling my children about Fulton Sheen books. So uh, I know of four generations that have enjoyed his writing. So uh, it will continue, I'm sure.
0: Yes, uh, I'm one of those people who's in his fourth generation of having read Fulton Sheen. And my family was not at all devout Catholic. My parents themselves weren't Catholic. And yet they watched Fulton Sheen. My mom watched it with her father. And it's... And again, my grandpa was not what we would call a devout man. He was more devoted devoted to boxing and the heavyweight championship of the world than he ever was to his Catholic faith. But here we are, four generations, and sometimes I want, well, not sometimes, I want to ask you that question because I often ask, what is it about him that makes us keep coming back to him again and again?
1: Well, I think, uh, again, I look back to my father, uh, who is a convert, To the faith. And, um, you know, you mentioned how, uh, again, some of our family members who are non Catholics, and I say family members and our relatives, and that uh, we're not all born Catholic. Some of us become Catholic. And in the case of my father, he was a convert and he pointed to Fulton Sheen as the reason for his conversion uh, because he made clear. The teachings of the Catholic faith. He, uh, again, he took away all the fears and all the lies, all the, um, you know, half truths. And I mean, there's that famous uh, quote from Fulton Sheen where he said, you know, there's only a hundred people in America who truly hate the Catholic Church, but there are close to a million people who hate what they think Mm -hmm. the Catholic Church is. And uh, Fulton Sheen was able to dispel those myths and uh, present the faith in a way that you see, wow, this faith has a lot of grace available, the grace of the sacraments, uh, the grace of, of course, having a church where Jesus is present in the tabernacle. All of these things, my dad started to say, you know what? Uh, I might just give this a try. I'm not afraid. And, uh, and of course he became Catholic in 1957. So, um, you know, and, and when you read the, um, the annals of history, um, Fulton Sheen has hundreds of thousands of souls to his record. Um, I've traveled across North America, you know, talking about the venerable Sheen and I, every event somebody comes up to me and tells me their Sheen story of how he touched the lives of his parents and grandparents or again how they had a personal encounter where they met him because he traveled a great deal he uh, went to every little city i think across north america and even across the world so uh, everybody has these beautiful sheen stories of how sheen touched their lives so um, again we could go on for quite a long time talking about that
0: yeah couldn't we uh well That's a great introduction to why we keep coming back to him. And I know these. This is, I think, our third anthology coming out through Sophia Institute Press. Uh, there's some. It's not like just finding a book and republishing it. There's a, some work that goes into it, especially on your part. Can you tell us a little bit about that process.
1: Well, the process came from uh, reading. Um, as many uh, Fulton Sheen mm. books as I could. I, I, I read my first Fulton Sheen book in 2009. And I think after the first year, it was up to 24 books. And then after, you know, three or four years, I had read, you know, 50 of his 66 books. And uh, so I started to just devour um, every book that he penned. And so I started to realize he had a number of themes or patterns to his writing. Um, I like to call him the good parish priest that prepared a series of homilies to instruct the faithful. Uh, remember, he taught catechism classes for a number of years. And um, again, he was a, a teacher at heart. And so I started to see that he had these themes. And so he wrote a great deal about the seven last words and our Lord's passion. And in fact, his Lenten homilies and his Lenten series were so popular uh, that uh, people, of course, it was standing room only on his Good Friday addresses. Uh, But I remember the year was 1979, and he was giving uh, an address in New York City, uh, again on the seven last words, and he said, this is the 58th consecutive year that I've preached about our Lord's passion, his death and resurrection. And I thought, if he had preached for 58 consecutive years, I'm sure he's written a great deal. And I realized he wrote uh, eight books on the seven last words. And so I thought, you know, that would be a great little collection to put together as homilies on the seven last words. And that's what I did in um, making the first anthology that Sophia Press uh, Uh, produced and that's the it's simply titled the cries of jesus from the cross and so um, after reading all those books i i said you know what i think this theme uh, needs to be presented because it's the power of the cross Um, and i think fulton sheen would if he was alive today he would be preaching christ and him crucified because of the power of the cross. And so uh, that's how the first anthology came about, was I really felt this strong uh, desire to share Sheen's, it's a Sheen gem, it's a beautiful treasure that he has. Uh, The second anthology was his writings on prayer, because Fulton Sheen, of course, he uh, wrote a great deal about the Holy Hour, and he lived oh, yeah. it. He shared this love. He said, you know, um, you how do you get to know a friend? Well, spend some time with that friend. And uh, his friend, of course, was... And still is Jesus, and uh, because he's an eternal friend, we are his friends for all eternity. And uh, but he would encourage us to spend that hour each day uh, with the Lord. And uh, again, you could see in his demeanor how he carried himself and how we spoke of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that those two were close. Yes, <laughs> they were close, and that came through his prayer life. And you know, he wrote about the Mass. He wrote about the Our Father. He wrote about the Stations of the Cross. Um, and so, I saw in his sixty-six books. Uh, this great treasury of his writings on prayer. And so I thought, you know, let's make an anthology about that. And so that was the second anthology. And I'm grateful to Sophia Institute Press for publishing these uh, anthologies. And now we're here at our third anthology. And I thought, you know, Fulton Sheen wrote a great deal about the sacraments and marriage. And I think You know, what does every home need? And every home needs a good book on the sacraments because we all have to I'd like to say pass through the sacraments in the sense that uh, hopefully we all uh, were given the grace of being baptized and of course um, receiving the sacraments. And we all seem to enter into the sacrament of marriage and from marriage comes children. And Mm -hmm. we then repeat the cycle again of baptism, (laughs) first Holy Communion, confession, confirmation, marriage, and, you know, for some they receive the sacrament of holy orders. And uh, God willing, uh, many of us will receive the grace of um, extramunction or the last rites. So um, I thought, you know what? Every home needs a good book on the sacraments because we're a sacramental Mm -hmm. people. I mean, I've heard that for many years. So, uh, but how many of us have a map or a road manual and you know i I was asked that question of you know what kind of books do you have and um you know in the early years all i had were the books that were given to me as gifts um you know as when i got my you know (laughs) when i received my first holy communion i received a little new testament and when i got married uh, we received Mm -hmm. a few books you know but i didn't really have a catholic library i didn't have a really a good library and then all of a sudden the children come and then you realize we have to teach mm. them the sacraments, you know, as parents, and uh, w- we don't have a book on the sacraments. And, uh, and of course, then we saw Fulton Sheen, you know, he had a book on the sacraments. So uh, it's been a great treasure and has helped us a great deal. So uh, again, I just felt this desire to say, you know what, uh, let's find these old treasures and put them together into one collection so that every family can have a good book on the sacraments. So uh, that's the third anthology. Now, there's a fourth and a fifth anthology, <laughs> and those will be for the the next uh, programs. And, um, you know, and I think this is where, again, I find that Sheen had these themes. And, you know, as I said, he spoke about the power of the cross. He spoke about the power of prayer. And now he's speaking about the power of the sacraments. And the other anthologies are on the power of love, oh. and uh, there's a fifth anthology I've 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 written that um, it's going to be on war and peace, um, because we we live in this uh, crazy world <laughs> where uh, we, well, we want yeah. peace and uh, there's a lot of war. But what's really beautiful is that uh, Fulton Sheen's uh, name uh, in Gaelic, when you translate his name uh, in the Gaelic thing, Fulton means war <laughs> and sheen means peace so his name in gaelic means war and peace so, yes um i thought it was very appropriate he wrote extensively on both war and peace so I'm, I'm putting that together into an anthology and uh hopefully god willing that will be released in the future too but um again i was been blessed to you know read 50 of fulton sheen's books and i've I've kind of unlocked the code, you know, and I start to see here's his patterns, here's his themes. Uh, And again, he loves to talk about the power of the cross, the power of prayer, the powers of the power of sacraments and the power of love. Um, and again, I think it makes it easy having these anthologies where yeah. you don't have to go out and buy, you know, 17 <laughs> separate books. You can have them in three beautiful anthologies. So uh, this is what we do. This is what we do.
0: Absolutely. And it is handy. I like, I have a lot of little tracks that have, I've just picked up at bookstores, cathedrals, things like that. And trying to organize those in any way that isn't just a shoebox full of tracks and holy books is uh, near impossible. So I'm all for putting them in a bound copy.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I put these anthologies together for my children. You know, mm. I thought, you know, do, do parents listen to their dad? <laughs> you know, Do parents listen to their, I'm not sorry. Do, do children listen to their parents? That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. And, and you know what? And sometimes, um, they may listen, but you you know they're only listening half-heartedly. But I thought, you know, I want to leave a couple books behind so that if my children uh, refuse to listen to me, they might <laughs> listen to Fulton Shane. And uh, everything that's contained in these uh, anthologies are just just, I want to say uh, beautiful uh, testimonies and beautiful uh, stories of how to live your life. And uh, Fulton Sheen answers the questions, you know, about, you know, why I was born mm-hmm. and the meaning of life, all those things. And so uh, he just brings that, what I call peace of soul. And, um, you know, he titled one of his books, peace of soul, because that's what the world is searching for is peace of soul. And so uh, if you want some peace of soul Read a few pieces of Fulton Sheen. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. uh,
1: You will find that piece of soul.
0: Yeah. uh, One of my favorite things he's ever written actually was featured in this book. And he talks about a divine sense of humor, especially in relation to the sacraments. Could you tell us a little bit about what that means to have a divine sense of humor?
1: Yeah, uh, well, you know, again, um, I'm not a very serious person, (laughs) kind of like, (laughs) but my wife is a very serious person. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that, you know, we compliment each other. But I think what Fulton Sheen was saying is that uh, we. Uh, the world takes things too seriously these days. Um, you know, again, it's just one of these things. They almost lack a sense of humor. Uh, but, uh, and again, I'll quote from Fulton Sheen. He he says so beautifully, he says, when the Lord incarnate walked this earth, he brought to it what might be called a divine sense of humor. Uh, there was only one thing that he took seriously, and that was the soul. And that's so important to remember. He took seriously the soul. And he said, of course, that famous line that many of us can quote, what exchange shall a man give for his soul? Um, But our Lord had a divine sense of humor because he revealed that the universe was sacramental. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a sacrament in the very broad sense of the term combines two elements, one visible and the other visible. And, uh, you know, one, that can be seen or tasted or touched or heard and the other unseen by the eyes of the flesh. But I think it's this whole thing of, of, of what Fulton Sheen was saying in a way, lighten up, um, yeah. don't take things so seriously, um, have a sense of humor. And you look at Fulton Sheen, he had those moments of seriousness, but again, he had a very light side because he wanted to say that our Lord came into this world to free us mm-hmm. so that we could uh, have joy and uh of course, not be uh, bound and slaved to sin and um but again, I think this is the whole thing of uh everybody is a little bit too serious now, and uh maybe again, they're just not lightening up, and they're they're missing out they're not seeing through things, and I think that's part of uh Uh, what Fulton Sheen wants to bring to our attentions is see with uh, the eyes of faith, uh, see more clearly. And so, um, you know, again, maybe I'm not answering the question in the clearest manner possible, but um, I always just say, lighten up. (laughs) (laughs) up. And I'm sure sure that Fulton Sheen would be saying the same thing. Uh, We need to lighten up. But I mean, still, uh, again, one of the lines he wrote in Peace of Soul, uh, one of my favorite books, is he said, unless soul's are saved nothing is saved so Mm. we have to take seriously again the mission of saving souls but at the same time still let's love one another and enjoy god's blessings um again in his creation so uh there's a lot of good things to see um you know i think they sometimes say um uh, that (laughs) we all are um Yes, uh, misguided souls. We're sometimes looking at the wrong things. But uh, yeah. you know, in this book, you'll find that it's all about finding the graces, the graces that are available through the sacraments. And that's what uh, I know Father John Harden um, Really stressed. And we brought him into this anthology. Uh, And again, people have been very happy that we included some of Father John Hardin's writings in this book. Um, And of course, he gives a beautiful introduction, but he talks about how uh, the sacraments are these, uh, you know, just these uh, opportunities to receive great grace and that we need divine grace in our life. And I think that's what's so important is that once we see that that this life is all about receiving graces because our, our goal is heaven and we need as many graces as we can to get to heaven. So yeah. uh, where where do we find those graces? In the sacraments, in the sacraments.
0: Makes perfect sense. And you touched on Fulton Sheen's uh, humor and also what I often consider a bit of a playfulness to himself, which we don't always remember. And also we don't remember how strange that might've seemed for this bishop to have a playful sense of humor during the worst parts of the cold war when we were actually contemplating how will we destroy the world today and i don't know and he addresses that of course in his homilies he doesn't just avoid it but he was tackling this in what i consider one of the scariest moments in human history excuse me moving on to the next question how does fulton sheen describe the power and efficacy of the sacraments in this book
1: Well, I think, um, again, he uh, dedicates a great amount of um, writing to that topic, and Mm -hmm. I think of how, what Fulton Sheen, if I could maybe just put it into one or two lines, he really stresses that uh, the sacraments derive their power and efficacy from the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you think about many of the sacraments, they were instituted, um, you know, of course, during his Passion, and of course, the Last Supper, where he instituted the Eucharist. Um, We just think of how the blood of Christ and its merits really um, help a great deal. I think we think of uh, the power of the blood and uh, how, of course, our Lord— again, I think of Fulton Sheen's words when he talked about the sacrament of of confession. He would say, you know, when the priest is raising his hand in absolution— It's almost as if the blood of our Lord is on his hands and is dripping to actually wash away our sins. And so, again, Fulton Sheen talks about the power and efficacy of the sacraments in that they are instituted by Christ, and it is Christ that is present. And uh, again, this is what I think people forget, is that, um, again, it's not... The priest that does it—it's, I mean, although he uses the person of the priest, it's the power of Christ, mm-hmm. and of course, um, you know, all of these things. But um, again, a lot of times when I'm asked these questions, people will say, "Oh, you know, could you tell me about this?" I go, "Well, it's uh, 17 pages worth of, of good stuff here, but <laughs> uh, you know, please read the book, and uh, you'll you'll have the full answer." Uh, but hopefully, that makes sense.
0: It certainly does and it's a big question i always have to sneak one in once in a while but it's definitely one that uh i know a few people with phds are trying to answer that very question so yeah i very good work with what you with our time but i'm moving just right along uh, does venerable she never discuss how the sacraments came about or their sources
1: well i think what um you know, Fulton Sheen explained so well in this book is that, um, you know, how each sacrament was instituted. Mm-hmm. And uh, because people always say, well, where did the sacrament of baptism come from? Where did the sacrament of confirmation, Holy Eucharist, like, and so we just have to open up the scriptures. And there we find the answers. And so um, Fulton Sheen has dedicated many pages to answering that. But the sacraments were instituted by Christ, and um, again it, by his acts. And so when we think of, you know, baptism, um, again we always go back to his baptism. But, you know, he sanctified baptism by, of course, receiving that. And, of course, his words to Nicodemus, you know, that you need to be born of water and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, I think of confirmation. I think of how even in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, the Holy Spirit descended upon her. And, of course, the Lord was there. So uh, this intimacy and um that our Lord had. And, you know, all of the sacraments, be it the Eucharist, of course, it was instituted by Christ on Holy Thursday. And uh, also the priesthood being instituted by him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so again, at this whole sense of um, the sacraments being instituted by Christ, um, there's where we can just have great confidence. And I think what happens in this world is that, a lot of people are starting to try to deny to say, "Oh, I don't think Christ instituted that, or um, that's just a symbol." And and I think this is the attack on the sacraments and. We're in a point where, uh, of course, Father Hardin had said in the introduction, there's those who believe that these are um, channels of divine grace and those who do not. And of course, uh, when we think of uh, how many people have broken away over the years Mm -hmm. through history, uh, because it's usually over the sacraments, their (laughs) argument about the sacraments. And uh, and I think even in the, I think I'm not a church historian, but uh, the Council of Trent, Mm-hmm. Uh, when the church met they had to get together and they they wrote of course this one line that said you know if you don't believe in these seven sacraments you're anathema mm-hmm. you know, or something <laughs> and uh, took it seriously so yeah i mean this is this is the challenge like we get to people saying oh i don't need confirmation anymore you know no 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 and we don't need to get married god god will bless <laughs> us you know yeah. it's okay and like oh i don't want to i don't want to have my baby baptized because I might have to go to church. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you know, and oh, the first Holy Communion's coming up, and how many times do I have to go? And um, but I, I think this is where many of us don't even know. Uh, I like to say, what we're missing. If if you knew what the sacraments were, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, reading this book, you'll just have this great love of the sacraments. Like, I appreciate the sacrament of baptism even more after reading Fulton Sheen's writings on, on baptism. Um, because again, I forgot mm-hmm. just how, you know, you receive all Seven virtues, like like what you get in baptism. Of course, the washing away of uh, you know, all of your sins, mm-hmm. and um, it's punishment that it's attached to it, and being infused with these graces. It's like. Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you? And, you know, Fulton Sheen explains the rite as he knew it, uh, of course, in 1962 when he penned this book. And so some people may read the pages and say, "Ah, oh, the baptism he's describing. Um, the one I went to last week was a little bit different, um, you know, because Fulton Sheen talks about, you know, some prayers of exorcism, um, of course, some blessed salt and uh, other things. But still this um, these rites that he's describing are still um, you know performed in many churches today, but it's kind of the, the fullest version. and of course you can just see the beauty and the power of each sacrament as you read through these pages. So um, again it's uh, like you say a big question to answer uh, but still <laughs> um, I think it's something where Fulton Sheen, will uh, get you, I want to say, motivated to participate in the sacraments if you give his writings a chance.
0: I 100% agree with that. And uh, we even had to, I'm going to transition smoothly. My wife and I had to read some of Three to Get Married, which is included in this anthology for our marriage prep for a really, really good reason. And it I had read it years ago, but obviously I wasn't getting married then, so it didn't hit me the same way it was when it's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this now. But about that, uh, just bring the audience in, what does Fulton Sheen mean by three to get married?
1: Right. I mean, I think it's a great great title. It's fantastic. Because you go, go, three? What? I thought it was two. (laughs) But, you know, it's simply the man, the woman. And God, like you, you can't do this well without God, you know? And I think Fulton Sheen in this book, Three to Get Married, really uh, explains that he could, he's saying, you're going to have difficulty. If you try to do the, <laughs> if you try to do marriage without God, well, it's going to be an up, uphill climb. It's going to be a battle. But if you work with God and include God in your life, well, then you're going to be able to manage um, and it's going to be more bearable. And so I think that's the key is that you need three to get married. And um, I think throughout the pages, he starts to unpackage that so beautifully. Uh, But that's the answer to that question. (laughs) Why three to get married? It's the man, the woman, and God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah, it's a title that definitely catches your eye the first time you see it because, like, what are you implying, sir? And you read it as like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. But in our culture, it's not the first thing that comes to mind always that we do actually need God to get through it because, like every adult who's been through a year and a half of marriage, I'm going to tell you all, it's really, really hard, but it's worth it. I'll ask me in 20 years, I hopefully I'll say the same thing.
1: Well, I can say, after 36 years of marriage that it's still really, really hard. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm glad to know that <laughs> yeah. but you, you, I think what I found in, and we had to uh, also read three to Get Married in our pre-marriage course and and I will I will add that my mother and father, who uh, were married in 1957 um, they read Three to Get Married um, as their pre-marriage course too. So uh, this book has been used <laughs> in pre-marriage for quite some time. And, you know, yeah. I don't think, um, you know, a couple that is discerning marriage uh, maybe gets um, everything they should out of reading the book at that time, but at least it gives them a few pointers, a few tips Mm -hmm. that might be able to help them. And that's what I try to say to couples that I coach along when I present this book to them. I say, you know, maybe just focus in on one or two chapters that, uh, you know, appeal to you. Uh, Possibly the chapter on motherhood uh, and what, uh, again, a mother brings Uh, to the relationship, her nurturing nature, and how she gets to um, actually have a soul inside of her. Um, And and again, it's a great mystery. And this is what Fulton Sheen does so beautifully. He reveals these mysteries and the mystery of motherhood, how uh, a mother carries not only a child, but the soul of the child in her. And I was just in awe of my wife when she was with child, Because I knew she's not only carrying uh, one of my children, but also the soul of that child. And so, uh, again, he just tries to say, there's a depth to marriage if you only give it a chance and start to look for it. And so um, again, just trying to pick one or two chapters uh, from the 21 chapters Mm. uh, that there's going to be something there because really, again, this is a roadmap. This is a, a great conversation starter. Um, it's stuff that couples can uh, work through together. And even couples that have been married 10, 15, 25 years, this is a great refresher. Uh, a, again, a reset, if you want to call it, to make sure mm-hmm. um, you know you can still uh, get with the program if that's what you want to say, yeah, <laughs> uh, and to do that. And you know, and I say this, I mean, this is kind of sad, but it's it's one of those things that, You know, there's also another deep meaning to the words three to get married. And sadly, in some marriages, there is death and one, you know, a partner dies. And so what happens in that situation, uh, it's important to hold on to three to get married because Mm -hmm. what happens is when one of the three leaves, that person grabs on to the Lord. So again, there is the three of you. And so, when a husband loses his wife, he hangs on to Jesus. And when a wife loses her husband, she hopefully grabs onto Jesus because there's the three of them for all those years. And so, yeah. you're never alone. And then they transition. Uh, it's always difficult to be a widow or a widower, but if you've had lived that three to get married, the Lord is still with you. The Lord is still with you, even though your one of your, the partner, your partner has left. Uh, again. Christ is still there. So again, just a little footnote um, on that uh, topic of Three to Get Married. But again, there's great strategies, great advice in this book. And um, again, important because I think what people um, fail to uh, really look at marriage is it's an opportunity for grace. Mm -hmm. And of course, going to the church and having your marriage uh, sacramentalized, you know, of course, and having the graces of the sacrament to help you. Uh, Why would you want to enter into marriage without uh, this this opportunity for grace? And so uh, this is why I encourage uh, so many couples to say, hey, go to the church and have your marriage uh, blessed, um, and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. And there may be some people that are listening to this podcast that are on the fence a little bit and saying, you know, Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Well, you know, as that Nike thing says, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just go and do the preparation and receive these graces because this is what we need. We need an infusion of divine grace and uh, not only in the sacrament of marriage, but all the sacraments. So, uh, again, there's lots contained in this book, Three to Get Married, and so happy to re-release it in this uh, anthology. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: Oh, and it's a it's a gem. I need to revisit it for sure. I know what when I was reading and this wasn't a question I planned on asking, but just curiosity here. Uh, he talks about purity in this. And that surprised me because of uh, you don't often hear about purity as something you have to be concerned about within your marriage if you hear about purity at all, which let's be honest here, we're probably not always hearing a lot of. So can you tell us a little bit why he talks about that there?
1: Yeah. Well, he he knew full well that marriages would be under attack Mm -hmm. and the forces of darkness all around. I mean, uh, you know, I know every time I go out to work, my eyes are assaulted. Um, you know, just with the billboards. With uh, every time I go shopping, you know, the magazines, this and that. And the same is true for the ladies. Um, again, we're being assaulted. We're being tempted. Uh, we live in an age of carnality like no other. And uh, again, the suggestions of of infidelity are are constantly put forward. So um, again, this is why Fulton Sheen was so, um, you know, he stressed uh, the importance of keeping your marriage pure, uh, keeping the marriage pure and, um, you know, having a pure heart. Uh, Blessed are the clean of heart for they shall see God. Um, Again, it's going to be this Daily attack that the devil uh, is pursuing us. You know, he wants our demise and he wants marriages to fail, and many marriages fail because of infidelity and impurity. So be on guard, be on guard. And of course, Fulton Sheen gives us the beautiful models of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Good Saint Joseph, uh, as these models of purity that we can. Um, Imitate, And so uh, Mm -hmm. place before us good, holy examples in the Blessed Virgin Mary and good St. Joseph, and good things will happen. Good things will happen. I love that saying, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Well, if your friends are St. Joseph, the saints, the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mm -hmm. things are going to turn out okay if that's your friends. If, If those are your friends, then you're in good company. And uh, you can learn a lot from them. So, again, uh, Fulton Sheen uh, stressed the importance of purity in the marriage, and of course, gives us the great examples of good Saint Joseph, uh, our Blessed Lord, and the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: Certainly does. And what are some other strategies or saints' Uh, venerable Sheen, <clears throat> excuse me, that Fulton Sheen is recommended for people who are still in the midst of their marriage and might be going through difficulties?
1: Well, you know, he he relates uh, some of the saints who uh, struggle with uh, infertility and, um, you know, again, wanting a child. And uh, we think of sometimes some of the elderly couples mentioned in mm-hmm. sacred Scripture. But, you know, the Lord was saying uh, to us to um, have a holy resignation um, to the will of God. Um, You know, sometimes we want certain things. Maybe we want to have, you know, a large family, but yet uh, through circumstance, it never happened. Uh, But to be at peace and to accept God's holy will, and whatever that be, you know, many children or no children at all. Mm -hmm. There's many childless couples that are heartbroken because they wanted to have children, certainly but yet it's it's conforming yourself to the will of God. and I think that's something that you can do as a couple so well and uh, your prayer time together, uh, always praying for God's holy will. Yeah. Uh, you know, f- yeah, I mean, Father Hardin would always pray for the enlightening of our minds and the strengthening of our wills. And I think as uh, married couples, we can do that. Lord, continue to enlighten our mind, strengthen our will, and unite our will to yours, because the two have become one. And uh, so again, having the couple's will, united with God's holy will, is so important if they can accept that and uh, pray for the grace of this holy resignation.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Was there anything in Three to Get Married that you wish you could have gone back to your younger self and just like highlighted or put on a (laughs) post-it, no, whatever?
1: (laughs) Well, I I think uh, when I think of the role of children Mm -hmm. and in how um, children have been sometimes my greatest blessing and my greatest cross Mm -hmm. in that, I never forget my mother saying um, the devil will always try to attack you. And sometimes he can't attack you because of your holiness or your devotions, but he'll attack you through your children. He will try to devour your children. And sometimes you're powerless because you don't have the same um reach with some of your children. They're away from you or um, you know, it doesn't matter if they're young or old, but uh my children have uh you know truly taught me a great deal. Yeah. And uh and and I think that's one thing I I never expected going into marriage was what effect the children would have on me. But uh, again, one of the blessings of having these children is they all had to go through the sacramental uh, preparation Mm -hmm. and, of course, uh, receive uh, the graces of these sacraments. So it was a great joy to see uh, our children. go through uh, their first Holy Communion, their first confession, uh, the Sacrament of Confirmation, and of course, in two of my three children, the Sacrament of Marriage. So, um, you know, and uh, the third one, and we're waiting to see and hope that happens. Sure. But, uh, again, children sometimes make you wait, and um, yeah. patience is a virtue. But um, again, I, I really stress that sometimes we don't think about What are we going to do when the children come? Yeah, do we have do we have a game plan? And that's the whole thing. We wing it. (laughs) Sure, that's what we all do. (laughs) We wing it. But I wish I had more of a game plan that I had it. We kind of planned out to say when the children come this is what we're going to do for catechesis. This is what we're going to do um, in trying to give them a system of support. Um, You know, we don't, you know, do we really think of the schools they are going to go to and all that? Well, I think that's the whole thing is to, I would have planned, uh, a little more I think, sure uh, for my children when they did arrive so uh, so that's that's my commentary about of all the chapters uh, and again as the role of children and um, uh, my children have truly helped me become holier <laughs> um, <laughs> baptism by fire I like to say sure. that, but still <laughs> but I'm grateful to God for using uh, my children to help me uh, in, in this uh, journey to try to become holy so Uh, But again, it is three to get married. My good wife, myself, and God. And so I'm glad there's three of us. I really am glad. Because our Lord brings uh, to the table, um, of course, his friends and uh, his mother and his uh, foster father in good St. Joseph. So uh, all of this stuff, I'm in good company, that's for sure. And, if, and Fulton Sheen reminds me that I'm in good company. So, And he'll remind you too. So uh, <laughs> we encourage everyone to uh, read a little bit of Fulton Sheen uh, to find that peace of soul.
0: Absolutely. And yes, we're all in good company on that one. Now, if folks want to check out this book, pick it up, uh, where can they pick it up?
1: Oh, of course. Sophia Institute Press. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we encourage you to come and visit the website. Yes. And uh, not only, you know, we would love you to, you know, purchase uh this anthology that's just coming out of course um Shane's book on the sacraments but uh the other anthologies too uh Lord teaches to pray and the cries of Jesus from the cross uh, along with a few other uh titles that Fulton Shane has produced and um and of course of Collaborated with uh, the good folks at Sophia Institute Press. I think of the little wartime prayer book that mm-hmm. they sell. Um, great little pocket companion. I have it, um, you know, in my in my work truck. I have uh, also a, a copy it on my desk. And so, uh, again, they're just little great resources to have. So, uh, you know, Fulton Sheen um, and Sophia Institute Press are a great partnership. And so, uh, there's lots to choose from. But uh, having the anthologies is really good because there's many of his books included in these anthologies. So, uh, for the thrifty soul, for the one that wants to, uh, know they're getting value for their money, uh, anthologies are a good bargain. They really are. They really are. They certainly but, are. Uh, you can find it, of course, at Sophia Institute press and wherever fine books are sold. So, um, uh, again, your little bookstore, uh, they can carry it. Of course, there's that, uh, big, uh, company called Amazon. <laughs> they, they carry it to you. Yep. But uh, we, we encourage everyone to come to Sophia Institute Press. And, of course, uh, not only is there Fulton Shane books, there are hundreds and hundreds of beautiful titles uh, to, uh, of course, build your own Catholic library uh, at home. So, uh, again, please uh, drop by Sophia Institute Press.
0: Thank you. And for all of you who are listening, you can go to SophiaInstitute.com. Uh, that's where you can pick it up as we mentioned it's available at any of your local catholic books sellers if you can give them business before some of the big boys that's awesome but it's available through amazon if you're like me and addicted to your kindle so the all great places to buy it but I'll, i just want to say i love these anthologies and I, I absolutely am delighted you and i get to talk basically once a year to talk anthologies and fulton sheen so thank you so much for joining us once again and filling us in on this great work
1: Oh, you're welcome. You know, they say three is a charm. And so uh, this is our third anthology. And I I really believe that this anthology of all the anthologies will be very well received because of the importance of the sacraments. And uh, people are realizing very quickly, uh, we need, uh, you know, channels of divine grace. And they're finding them in the sacraments. And so um, uh, hopefully these will fly off the shelves and uh, everybody will have a copy in the near future. But uh, I I hold great uh, hope for this uh, third anthology because, again, um, the power of the sacraments, the power of the sacraments.
0: All right, guys, thanks again for joining. This is Michael signing out with you. That was Mr. Alan Smith. Mr. Smith is, again, one of my favorite people and certainly a favorite guest on this podcast. I encourage you to go check out the articles that we have linked in the show notes. You will not regret any time reading his work and listening to some of those old interviews. They're fantastic. Al, of course, as I mentioned at the beginning, is the director and founder of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, and editor of the best-selling anthologies from Fulton Sheen, which include The Cries of Jesus from the Cross, Lord Teach Us to Pray, and the very brand new one that just came out this week, Archbishop Sheen's Book of Sacraments. I'm going to include excerpts in the show notes, a lot of resources that you'll need, and I hope these help you. If you're like me, pray for the cause of Fulton J. Sheen and even ask him to help pray for you and the things you're going through. We could probably use someone with his kindness, his generosity, and providing an education to us over a few minutes on the airwaves. I really hope we get another Fulton Sheen out there, but I'm convinced there's one out there already. So join me in that prayer. If you have anything you need me to pray for or to add your opinion, let me know what you'd like to hear more of. Editor at CatholicExchange.com if you can do me a huge favor, rate and review us on wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can give a thumbs up, that's awesome. If you can leave a review, even better. That really helps us get these out there. And if you can also share this, that's even better. Especially if you think someone might benefit from Fulton Sheen. With that, this has been Michael Litchens. As the Great Venerable Sheen said, God love you all. Have a wonderful week.